Have you ever wondered what impact will COVID-19 have on international arbitration? And what exactly is World Trade Organization appellate body crisis? Well, that is what we learned today. Hello everyone, welcome to the One Take Show. My name is Kausuk Srivastava and today we are in conversation with Mr. Mohit Kupchandani. In the second part of the conversation, we will be talking about the impact of COVID-19 on international arbitration and the World Trade Organization appellate body crisis. Make sure you tune into the first part of the conversation where we talk about Sir's experiences in law school and what inspired him to take up the field of international law. If you like these episodes, make sure you like, share and follow the podcast. You can also stream these podcasts on YouTube. Watch our conversation. If you have any suggestions, feedbacks, please feel free to reach out to me. I would absolutely love that. And hence, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let's jump right into the discussion. surprises in the future they're not really surprises they're the pre-planned having said that this COVID-19 although with all the negativity that it comes with the positive part for me personally has been that I have uh, this opportunity the one take show where I can interact with uh, uh, let's say leaders in the field and uh, professionals like you and learn from your experiences and grow with it uh, and this also gives me the opportunity to actually talk about substantial issues of law which is being affected by this once in a millennia sort of a situation, this COVID-19, uh, the kind of not uh, the effect that pandemic is happening. And this brings me to the first very substantial question that we are going to discuss in this conversation. That is, how exactly is COVID-19 uh, affecting or impacting the international disputes resolution? Like, what is your opinion on uh, this entire change that pandemic is creating across the world? Right. So, of course, ever since the COVID-19 outbreak, all industries have been affected. And as a result of industries being affected, there is litigation all over, whether it's domestic or international. So, it has, it has a square impact on international disputes resolution. And in the sense, particularly on international arbitration which is immensely affected as the current situation can be construed as one of force majeure. Now, when we speak of international arbitration, essentially, we're talking about international commercial arbitration between private parties. Secondly, we speak about international investment arbitration between typically an investor in a country. And the third one being state to state arbitration between nations. Now, I think this question actually gives me the perfect pedestal to address one very important facet in my journey, in fact, which I perhaps did not address earlier. I feel that it is extremely important to have an in-depth understanding of public international law in order to excel in international arbitration. 
and my response to this question will perhaps perhaps be self explanatory so coming back to the question now while entities might claim general defenses such as preclusion from expropriation such as fair and equitable st- treatment standards under several multilateral or bilateral investment treaties the real defense during something as unprecedented as covid-19 can be claimed under customary international law particularly if we revisit the united nations international law commission's draft articles on state responsibility and i'm not saying so because i currently work there but this is really the answer if we look at the term circumstances precluding wrongfulness in these draft articles what we see are a few defenses which exist within articles 23 to 27 of this document if we speak about article 23 which is force majeure a successful claim under that can be fulfilled if five conditions and all five of them so essentially it's a conjunctive test are met the first one is if there is an unforeseen event which covid-19 is the second one is that the event must be beyond the control of the given state this is perhaps an arguable point and perhaps a premature point to discuss because i will say there's a certain country x which is being investigated right now by several countries if we say that it was materially impossible to perform an obligation under a particular treaty that will also be tested on the basis of evidence that the state has not contributed to the situation is something that is squarely related to what evidence tells us in the days or weeks or months to come and finally and fifthly that a state must not have assumed the risk of the situation occurring so the point being that this defense can be claimed by a certain country x or several other countries if disputes are raised by investors or other states on those countries if all these conditions are met in a sense that they can be precluded from their treaty obligations which is actually another concept in the vienna convention on law of treaties article 62 which speaks about rebus sic standibus which is the impossibility to perform a treaty obligation the next condition is distress which is enshrined under article 24 of the draft articles and finally there is article 25 which is necessity that a certain measure was required so therefore coming back to my initial observation that these two areas of law run in tandem in in a symphony if i may put it that way and essentially the answer would lie in such defenses and i'm very sure that there will be a lot of such litigation and a lot of such defenses will be claimed by countries 
and an example that comes to mind particularly in the case of the necessity defense was in the aftermath of the argentine financial crisis so this would be my take on the entire situation revolving around international arbitration right sir that that is a very that is a very uh, in depth uh, answer as to how covid-19 is affecting the international dispute resolutions we understood what are the various conditions that attach themselves to the concept in a sense uh, there is another very interesting development in the area of international law which i would love to discuss uh, it's it's regarding the world trade organization appellate body and the crisis that is uh, emerging with the tussle that united states and the world trade organization is happening and uh, the kind of situation that it is creating for uh, not just the world trade organization but for all the countries i would love to know like how uh, like how much of an impact uh, will the world trade appellate body crisis will have on this entire pandemic that is uh, currently affecting the world like in a way uh, any pandemic related claims if they raise uh, before the world trade organization uh, for the appellate body there is no such official appellate body at, in place the best of my knowledge if i'm correct and if that situation arises what exactly will be the impact right so thank you for this question because with the help of this question we would have covered the realm of public international law international investment law and international trade law and i think you're making me push all my limits <laughs> upon my understanding of international law by and large so forbid my inaccuracy if there is any during answering this question but the wto appellate body crisis let alone the covid-19 crisis was very big in itself is it was a huge impediment upon all of us to put it in simpler words the wto dispute uh, redressal mechanism now of course people have been saying that and scholars have been saying that this is because of several adverse decisions that they've received but their excuse or rather justification to lose this trust is because they feel that the wto dispute redressal mechanism and specifically the appellate body has on several occasions transgressed its power and has acted in what we call judicial activism which is a two-edged sword and is criticized even in domestic regimes so as a result of this what has happened is that they have stopped nominating members to the appellate body and currently there is only one member in the appellate body whereas there are three required to adjudicate any dispute so in other words it's defunct at this moment as we speak other countries have been making several pleas and have been resorting to several diplomatic means to resolve this dispute but at the end of the day the major powers do have a leeway do have a leeway especially with their allies and are able to 
if i may say arm twist and get their deals on the table so as i mentioned that this was already a huge crisis now let's infuse a bigger crisis which is covid-19 in this already mammoth like crisis now particularly issues pertaining to the agreement on trade related aspects of intellectual property rights what we call as the trips agreement relates to issues such as flexibility of obligations on countries to give fair share of prices to the future patentability of vaccines and this is something that is yet to come at any and every given point of time in the years to come so there are particularly two articles in this agreement article 8 speaks about adoption of measures by members which are necessary to protect public health and nutrition in a sense that this article gives an exception that if any measure that concerns this realm then in accordance with the conjoint reading of article 31 which authorizes the use of a right holders asset and in this case patents by countries in a manner which does not monopolize or in some occasions actually renders very less profits to the developer in a crisis situation like this now if we speak about not just the prospective vaccines but hydrochloroquine and india has been in the news about this and it has been supplying this to a lot of countries now it only makes me wonder that if hydrochloroquine was of a price which was very high then it wouldn't have been possible for our government to distribute it at the scale that it is currently and it also makes me wonder that such exceptions have been activated in the current scenario so coming back to the appellate body being defunct several questions might arise before the appellate body if it were to perfectly function at this point of time particularly in relation to how much is an appropriate fair share for both the companies and an equitable balancing for states to be making use of vaccines or medicinal drugs so interestingly on april 30th so it's very recent that a group of members including primarily the european union and particularly including china have entered into what they call a multi party interim appeal arbitration agreement mpia in pursuance to article 25 of the dispute settlement understanding of the wto so the basic premise behind this mpia is to preserve the essential principles and i'm reading here and features of the wto dispute resettlement system which include its binding character 
and two levels of adjudication through an independent and impartial appellate review of panel reports and thereby to preserve their rights and obligations under the WTO agreement unquote so now without going into the technicalities of this dispute further my simple concern is this that if hypothetically a case is pursued against china or other countries who might be found guilty of not adhering to early warnings or not containing the virus in time especially mechanisms of redressal under the world health assembly and then as a result of those adverse findings if china or other countries withdraw from the mpia as a result several allies will also withdraw which might constitute a part of this 27 member group which is gaining a lot of support and it might lead to other members so as a result this interim agreement will also falter and countries might find themselves in a situation of having to decide very complex trade disputes in an ad hoc manner essentially what we are talking about is a manner in which they don't have well qualified arbitrators in trade law which otherwise are there at the appellate body and might be there at the mpia but not in ad hoc mechanisms and then such disputes might not be effectively adjudicated so this is my concern with regards to this question right sir this is this is a very interesting take on the entire issue the world trade organization appellate body not being in function right now the kind of effect it is happening on all the participating nations how united states is playing its role and uh, how covid-19 is actually affecting the entire situation uh, i believe this entire conversation about the substantial part in uh, specificity has given me a lot of understanding as to how this international law is evolving eventually with covid-19 and how covid-19 situation is affecting this atmosphere and in a sense is giving me an impression as to how i can understand that uh, the uh, let's for example international dispute resolution is so important between the countries and what exactly can and will happen if these bodies like wto appellate body and this entire crisis does not get resolved really soon uh thank you so much sir thank you thank you uh is there any closing remark yeah just one aspect that i perhaps should have addressed before right, was sir. the aspect of proceduralities which might change as a result of covid-19 which yes. is now being the new normal mm-hmm. and we will see a lot of changes in how international disputes resolution is conducted Mm-hmm. I was actually seeing a webinar by very revered international arbitration experts Dr. Yas Bani Fatemi and Dr. Professor Emmanuel Kailar of Sherman and Sterling and they said in that webinar that at least the first procedural aspects of any international arbitration such as fixing of a date and time and several dates and times for that matter for taking of evidence 
and for arguments there are several procedural hearings as well which can be dispensed with and can be done in virtual manners which of course saves everybody's time money and energy as well so i really hope that we are able to overcome covid-19 very soon but yet there are certain best practices which we might end up adopting as a result of what we are compelled to do right right so because i i completely understand the entire issue of procedure being uh, coming up as one of the issues quite recently uh, not exactly part of the international uh, dispute resolution but in a similar sphere the entire dispute between uh, the football club the english football club manchester city and uefa going to the court of arbitration for sports and uh, the entire issue now becoming all about how exactly the procedure is going to be amidst covid-19 and uh, since manchester city wanted their entire issue to be resolved as soon as possible so yes the procedure in a sense what you're saying is uh, making uh, is giving us a very uh, significant uh, direction to the understanding as to how everything in this entire sphere will evolve because of covid-19 and how everything will be effective i'm really really grateful sir because uh, this has been a golden opportunity uh for me to learn about uh, both the significant topics that you've discussed also from your wide very rich experience that you have i'm really really grateful that you could find time for our podcast and uh, you could find time to talk to me so that my listeners and i can benefit from this conversation i had a wonderful time so and i hope you had a good time too i had a great time and the pleasure has been all mine costa and i especially say so because sometimes i receive some concerns some queries and i many a time feel guilty for not being able to respond to anything and everything that i receive but this is a great platform for me to be interacting with as many people as i can and so thank you very much for inviting me uh thank you so much sir but uh, and i must uh, say this because a lot of my friends who study with me have asked me specifically to get in touch with you as well and they after i've got in touch with you by the way like i have i've already messaged you for uh, this request and they reached out to me they like oh cosmo you doing podcast you must reach out to sir and you need to talk to them so do you have any closing remarks for my friends and all my listeners out there absolutely so you already have my details and we can definitely be in touch and i'll be very happy and willing to discuss brainstorm with them but there is a concern that i'm anticipating here so i would like to address this for the benefit of the larger audience as well and this is a concern about the lack of opportunities as a result of this outbreak which everybody is facing but i think the answer to this lies not in law but in psychology in a sense that if younger people are not able to work right now or are not getting internships it's a rare and great opportunity for all of us to be spending quality time with our families i can tell you that i have not cherished such a great and wholesome experience in terms of spending time with my family in a very long time maybe in the past 10 years ever since i got into law so what i'm trying to say is that nobody and no employer is going to ask 
anybody post the lockdown as to why they were not so constructive during this time because everybody will understand so i think this is very important to understand for everyone and just take it easy and as i said earlier as well this is a great opportunity to be doing things out of the ordinary you are a live example of that by setting up this podcast there are other people who are making a lot of notes by attending webinars including myself and these days my favorite is a webinar by professor gary bon on international arbitration which is for free which is like gold dust and i must recommend that to people but besides that it's a great time for academic self learning about the things that we really want to read about rather than being compelled to read about write about them and hopefully we will come out of this lockdown and this entire morbid situation sooner than we expect and then we will have these unique things to speak about to the prospective employers so that is my concluding remark and with that i thank everybody for joining in for your patience and i hope that this session was worth your time it will be a great honor to interact you with uh, in the times to come as well so stay hopeful and stay brave more importantly and i wish that there are great things that come your way thank you thank you thank you so much sir thank you so much for taking time for this podcast and thank you thank you so much for talking to me i'm i'm really grateful and uh, i would love to stay in touch with you thank you thank you so much sir and that ladies and gentlemen was mr mohit kupchandani wonderfully explaining to us the various aspects of the impact that covid-19 can have on international arbitration the background context and the understanding of the world trade organization appellate body crisis this is just a second part of the conversation make sure you tune into the first part of the conversation where we talk about the experiences that sir had in his law school and what inspired him to explore the opportunities in international law If you like this episode make sure you like share and follow the podcast you can also stream this podcast on YouTube watch our conversation in the end ladies and gentlemen i would only request you to please take care of yourselves take care of your families take care of your loved ones try and contribute to the society it would really help make sure you stay at home stay safe and stay strong thank you so much see you next time